Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. And I know this month is Women's History Month, and next month is Rape Prevention Month. Yes. And I know that you were instrumental in the um, rape prevention community in, in your area. What can you tell us yes. about your involvement there? Well, it all started that one of our friends got raped, and suddenly it became personal. When you don't know anybody who got raped, you probably haven't asked them, they haven't told you, because the statistics are awesome. Like one out of five women have been assaulted or raped. Um, almost every woman in the military was assaulted and raped. It is, it is, and women don't talk about it because they feel the pain worse when they talk about it. Eventually it would go away, but if it never comes up, they feel like, oh, I got a breather away from it, you know? Um, and then we created the, the anti-rape squad and we just made one promise to ourselves and each other. We said, anytime we hear a woman cry for help, we're going to go there and investigate and call authorities or help her escape. And with this, we thought that that's a good beginning and we put it down and nothing happened for a while. And then one night, somebody, help, 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 very close by to our building. So we all, we lived very close to each other, and we jumped out of our bed and ran out, and there was indeed a woman on, on the sidewalk bleeding, and her skirt was ripped up, and and uh, she looked aside. And so we helped her up, and I got some water and started uh, patting her face, and I realized that it wasn't a woman, it was a man. I could feel her, feel his bristles, his beard. And I looked at Joan Robbins, who was really the originator and, and namer of the anti-rape squad. I said, Joan, <laughs> we just rescued a man for a, she said, that that's, doesn't matter. She was attacked because she looked like a woman. And that mm-hmm. sort of took away the uh, old puzzlement. And then we took him to the hospital, and um, I don't know what happened later, but it takes with a personal step. And then it becomes a, a, a small group. And then it becomes like they, they uh, heard about the anti-rape squad, and it is such a groovy name that the, that the newspapers picked it up. And we started getting quite a few calls who cried for help on the phone, and and then Joan, I don't know how she did it, but she got some federal money to establish a hotline. And then the hotline spread around the country. And not too much after that, we started having take back the night marches. First, it was a small group just in the neighborhood, take back the night, so women should be having their city free enough that they can be in it at night <coughs> and take a walk at night, you know? Women like like um, 
herded in to the houses um, at night. They, they are only men. Only men can enjoy the outdoors in the night. So by the time it got around and back to us, there was now a city organization that put up a, a big event, Take Back the Night, and 10,000 males and females came to that. And I did the big blessing at the beginning. There was a new moon. I remember rising over the crowd, and I prayed to the new moon to um, erase consciousness that raping women is raping your mother and it's raping yourself. You actually degrade your own origins. All women are your mothers. And um, then we went around in Hollywood. I remember chanting in front of Frederick of Hollywood. Yeah, it was it was um, it was a momentous and big thing, and big consciousness raising groups came out of it. And I've got a big certificate from the mayor, Mayor Bradley, um, for contributing to the welfare of the people in Los Angeles. I still have that somewhere. So it takes from a small group in and and, and imagination. And this dedication that if I hear somebody needs help, I will see to it that I either get there or find a way or get it, create it, make it. And that's, um, the rape doesn't go away from this, but imagine if these big marches would happen every month. Take back the night March, take back the night June, take back the night everyone. And it would be men and women in it because when you rape a woman, her psyche is broken and whoever she is with or will be in the future will get a broken psyche women. And that already jeopardizes the new relationship. So going around with big wounds, pretending it's not there, doesn't help humanity. They have to stop this. I think in the old days, um, rapists were simply killed. That kept them in their pants. Mm -hmm. But war and rape are synonymous with each other. Every time we ask them, our sons who are coming out pretty and pink and wonderful um, to to become killers, which happens later in, in when they are youth, and see glory in killing and create a culture that celebrates it, that's what they're going to do. If you create a culture that says killing is not okay, um, wars cannot be seen as justified. Mm-hmm. Um, then they, of course, times like this, um, the men always say, well, who is going to defend you when the Taliban? Well, I'm talking consciousness. This can only be changed with consciousness that the men have to support and the other males everywhere else must hear. We do not respect you because you kill and you make the little boys gone down a prisoner. These things are shown on television and television is glorifying. Whatever is on TV, for a normal little kid, it's something to aspire to. Hmm. The whole world wants to be on the screen. I don't know what happened. But put them there. Put them there. 
glorify men for other reasons, you know, not for killing and and the movie should just stop up. I tell you, I, I tell you something that is not really known too much even amongst women. I dug up some books from England called Sperm Wars. Some some guy named Robinson, yes, Sperm Wars. And on a cellular level, when sperm gets into the vagina, millions and millions of them, first they look for foreign sperm, which they kill if they find one, and then, having nothing better to do, they attack each other. They attack each other. They are World War Two and three and four and five every time in the vagina that is a massacre. Sperm against sperm. And well, that's one, quite interesting. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And then um, there are two kinds, one the killer sperm, and then the other one is just surround a live sperm and stay there until it loses its tail and dies because they have to swim to live. They're like sharks. And then 1%, only one single percent of all those millions actually are the egg getters. They want the egg. They want to do it. They want to go there, find the egg, try to get in. So they have to face a lot of other things along the way. So at the end, there may be like at the max 10 sperm makes it into a halo that surrounds the egg, which is sort of like a waiting room. And they sort of, they, they just hang out there. And the egg checks them out for immune system. And the ones that are very much similar to themselves, they don't choose. They look for a sperm that brings a totally as different as possible immune system. They open the egg by moving the cells aside, and, and, and then the sperm gets in. It's not a race that somebody wins. It's a journey that is hard, and once you get there, you get selected for immune system capabilities, and that's how that happens. So all this other blah, blah that we are fed, that is just, go, go, go. everything is a, a contest. Um, it's not. The egg chooses. Now, many times when a woman is married a long time to the same guy and they don't have children, it's because his immune system is too similar to hers. So then in all species, actually, the female finds another male, other than the, the partner, who immediately impregnates her because it's an immune system that um, the egg didn't see before. And so there is a baby in that family or in the bird um, nest or wherever. Um, <clears throat> and um, when you look at that, how in a cellular way males attack each other, you have to worry that, oh, my God, it, it will never stop. And the beginning of that is that you have to explain to men what happens in their bodies and with their sperm. And interesting that those books are never reviewed. They are never in your face. This was written quite a while ago, and it just never gets, um, never gets uh, focused on by 
by the media because what it says is that consciousness can take this in another direction but know that cellularly yes this is what happens with your sperm but you're not a sperm you're a full human being you're not a sperm there's no excuse to kill each other anyway absolutely that's look it up the sperm the sperm wars you learn a lot that is so fascinating written written by an english sexologist and um and then i read that i thought oh gosh how can we get rid of this warring and raping and well only consciousness can do that nothing else open your mind open your heart Z, I want to say happy birthday. You are celebrating your diamond birthday this year. You are 75 years old. Yes. Yay, the wise crone. Yes. (laughs) So what? I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Yeah, it's such an amazing, yay, I'm, yeah. (laughs) What wisdom can you impart? I think I'm good for another what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think I'm good for another 20 years. Oh, I hope at so. Least. <laughs> I, you, when I talked to Gloria Steinem, she said that she wants to be 100. Oh, I thought, thank you for telling me. I only lifted my eyes to 90. I was still <laughs> hoping I'd make 90, but now that my great leader and goddess blessed Gloria Steinem, there mm-hmm. is a, a wonderful, wonderful um, personality who who also was touched by the goddess, and she did what she was born for. Those venues were open to her. <clears throat> so when she raised my consciousness about 100, I said, okay, I go for 100, and, <clears throat> but I want to be healthy and strong. Absolutely. I have a better chance for living wrong because I don't live in my country. It's very hard to be old there because the winters are long and brutal and the and the summers are hot, hot, hot. And I was born for for springtime. Central California is my speed. Oh, nice. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Do you consider yourself... Um, what archetype do you most strongly resonate with, maiden, mother, or crone? Definitely crone. I'm, I'm definitely crone now. Um, and I felt that shift as I marched into my 70s. In the 60s, I had to put my body back together. I, was, I, had, I had to have two hip replacements. But they came out wonderful, and I'm very mobile, and uh, I'm I'm still, you know, walking with my dog. And uh, the only thing I'm sensitive to is cold weather. If it's cold weather or that airplane cold, that dry airplane cold, I ha- I travel with masks on my face. That gets me sick every time. So, mm-hmm. but I found out how to avoid it, and um, I do that. People used to look at me or whatever, but is it really, I, I just didn't explain. I said, oh, it's to protect you, but it was protecting me. I could not. They imagined that I had a bad cold and I didn't want to spread it and 
I was protecting me not to get that bad cold. <laughs> March. It's not comfortable. Yeah, it's not comfortable, but um, um, it's better than having 10 days of fever and not being able to taste your food because of your... <clears throat> No, never right. mind. I don't think I'm going to talk about this. Blessed oh, right. Jesus. I totally understand. So what do you see for yourself in the next the next leg of your life? I would like to finish my autobiography, which the first part is out. First Destiny is out. Again, you have to go to Create Space, Budapest, Create Space on Amazon. And... Um, and please visit my website, and we always have something up for sale. Help me survive financially. That's what I ask you. I used to be published by big publishers, but then after a while they don't do anything for you, so my checks went way down, and I just took my books back, and I'm looking for somebody who would mind my works and, and mind the money because I cannot write and mind the money at the same time. I don't. I, I don't have that much. I used to have four hours of span of attention, but now it's dwindling down to oh three, two and a half. So I I, I do get tired faster than when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need people around me who, um, yeah, who who keep me keep me in their hearts and in their minds and maybe once a day come by or once a week come by and do some necessary jobs here, mostly with computer. What I would like to do is write an animation. I have an animation idea called Baba Boogie and the Berkeley Broads. And I like to go back into comedy where I started. <clears throat> My very first works were always comical. I wrote my you were first a stand-up comedian, I, weren't you? I, I was never a comedian, but I write humorously. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought I read that you were part of a acting troupe that did comedy. No. Okay, anyway. No. But uh, Baba Boogie is a person not of this world, but between the worlds. And she's teaching superpowers to the aging Berkeley broads who are revolutionaries from the 60s and now they're old and and um, they still want to do some good stuff and <clears throat> I created all the characters and all the storylines and everything and uh, we are hoping that um, soon we can put up our fund me on uh, um, Indiegogo and people would give us money to start it. We're looking for people who can animate and draw. And uh, the the Berkeley Broads have been created by two different artists. We still don't have it. Uh, I, I, I really need people who can draw with love. All characters have to be lovable at the same time, very expressive. And um, it's, it's uh, animation for grown-ups, especially women, um, who have nothing to watch now on TV. I mean, once you are a feminist consciousness, a feminist consciousness, all you've got is corpses of women to look at, the SUVs and the uh, CSIs. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, they have scientists, when they show women as scientists, but uh, they also show 
how vulnerable we are, how easy it is to take us down and, and hurt us. And uh, each time that happens, I think to myself, oh, no, they just taught a new idiot how to kill us. <laughs> they are right. careful about it, but that's what the genre requires. And um, the genre actually has a good part warning women, and um, and then they see that hurting women will be punished. So there is an element of, of uh, revenge stories in these. But no, this is animation, and it's going to be mostly for fun. And we use satire and parody and exaggeration and uh, all the fine, the wit, and um, very expressive, lovable characters. And I need the women who can animate, who can draw. Well, let's and, plant that uh, seed. Put that out there. Come to my come to my Facebook and announce yourself there. And um, and my email is zibudapest at gmail dot com. So you write to me, we respond. And I like to be part of a group of artists and other writers. We're talking about a group of twenty people that it takes to actually make a show. And to begin with, just to put up um, the first flag for Baba, um, mm -hmm. I, I know a lady who, who is very good at this, um, and uh, she hasn't gotten to it yet. Once again, life stepped in and took up her attention, but she's careening back in, and please look for it and at the uh, Indiegogo and it is really important that we start creating that part of culture because that we haven't touched. Nobody did a woman-friendly animation cartoon. It's, uh, that sounds fabulous. What that's what I want to go to... The old gal wants to laugh her head off. That's what <laughs> I want. <laughs> and you and deserve I love it. You all. I love you all, and I don't regret anything that I had to give up for doing this job. But now you have to come in and help Grandma have money to travel. For example, I need to go to Glastonbury. That's $2,000. I don't have it. I have to be there end of July. So um, I need the wealthy women to step forward and start giving money to the goddess programs because um, otherwise, you know, I get discouraged and eventually I do pass away. I have more in me, more art in me yes. than what I have put out. Because my background is in improvisation and theater and, um, and, and I want to pursue that. <laughs> I don't even know how to reach out to wealthy women. I don't know many. A few those do give me some money, but I don't want to ask the same ones over and over again. It would be nice if a well-heeled millionaire lady would come and say, okay, Z, I pay for your airplane tickets. Uh, that would be a big deal because that would that make would me more nice. mobile. Yeah. And... Um, and another one would come forth and say, I pay for whatever expenses you have to hiring people for the uh, 
animation. And, uh, and, and, and the wealthy women must open their hearts and their purses. Women are very slow to do this. Back in the day when they were fighting for the vote, a long time went by until one millionaire woman got ripped off in the divorce deal. She got very angry and she gave the suffragists a million dollars. And that actually made them made it possible so they can they could come up with the thirty nine states who approved uh, votes for women and uh, i we have not seemed to see this they all seem to be in New York, and I live in california we have we have millionaires here too. I just don't know how to find them. If you hear this less let the let the meme go through and let it let it be there. We are looking for grandma's purse to be filled for travel. Mm-hmm. And I because we all have to spread it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say I feel that it's it's going to take us coming together to continue spreading the word of you know, women spreading woman's word. Um, that's the model that you're talking about is collaboration, yeah. not competition. Yeah. And, no. and yeah, you uh, got it. You, you yeah. nailed it. Yes. And, and sisterhood. 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 Yes. Because what's good for me is good for you. What's good for you is good for me. And it's good for all living beings. And sisterhood is what they're really afraid of. And we used to create sisterhood by gathering in small groups, talking to a topic in our lives, and realizing when we went around the circle that no matter how different we are, how some of us are PhD, some of us are not, some of us are this or that or that, life in the United States gives us the female destiny, which means there is a ceiling to how far you can go, and you have to um, accept that, that you get less money for the same work, um, that you talk badly behind your back by the men that you may have a relationship with even or have kids with, but behind your back, there is, they create a brotherhood amongst themselves <clears throat> uniting against women. Women don't have, we don't unite against men. We unite against the system that we see exploits humanity. And we stand for humanity. Women are the real human beings. We make everybody. Everybody is made in our bodies and comes through our vaginas. And it <clears throat> blows me away when old congressmen say things like, uh, so if you take a pill, it goes into the vagina. <laughs> right, right. Comes out the vagina. Oh gosh, that is an embarrassment. Oh, on so the many ignorance counts. helps them to be cruel. Ignorance is enabled by cru- cruelty. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that is just endless, endless. But but what what happened to the uh, consciousness raising groups? There was a three month commitment, and then a new group formed. And then something terrible happened and everybody had to go there and something else terrible happened. And then this, this 
fine fabric of coming together once a week for a discussion about what it's like to be female in this country was just shredded. And as soon as that was shredded, how? We were infiltrated. In my time when I was in LA, that it was a headline in the paper, 2,000 females were hired by FBI to infiltrate the women's groups. And then... And why? The, <laughs> because they uh, thought we'd do something evil. Because FBI right. is men. You, you know, they give themselves this right. neutral sounding names, but they're just men. And men are worried when women talk to each other and are honest to each other, not attacking each other, but honest. Um, <clears throat> so we use them at the Women's Center. I said, I can tell who is the FBI here. We are infiltrated. And I said, the one, what's that? We all come in, we do our jobs. It was all for free. <clears throat> and the one that puts down the work at five is the FBI. <laughs> because we are all, we, we don't work by the clock. We work by when it's finished. And it was true. So we knew who was the FBI infiltrator, and we gave her lots of work to do. Oh, <laughs> we so let her into the, deepest, I love it. <laughs> the deepest paperwork that we could find. Would you please organize this by alphabetical order? Would you please label this? And, um, don't forget to put it up on that. You know, it, it was just endless fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you know, my circle, we meet once a month under the full moon here in Boise, Idaho, and we do exactly that. We get together and we talk about what it means to be a woman in this modern day and age. And so Thursday night we met and we talked about being a modern priestess and how it's not probably what everybody thinks it is when they hear the word priestess um, and a lot of amazing conversation took place around this word about being the priestess and tending to your own life and I would like to end this interview with you Z on what you can offer to women today on what it means to be a modern priestess in this day and age what can you share hmm. for us Well, if you start a group from scratch, the first three months or even six months is bliss. Starting to study books, sharing, uh, giving each other, and then a little ritual at the beginning and at the end, and it feels very good. Around six months or so, um, <clears throat> watch out because little clicks start forming. <laughs> <laughs> and the little little clicks start forming, and they they will be like excluding uh, and including. So they may have a special little get together to which the other half is not invited, and these things erode erodes the work. So when you have that um, kind of uh, activity, then you have to confront them about it right away. I do it immediately. This is what's going to happen. And then it happens, I say, see, here, I put it on the wall. See that? You're already doing it. Now, how can we back, go back about it and, and not do the clicks? And then it, it, 
if they are really hungry to have a click and move against somebody, then they try their powers against the teacher. And uh, then there is like chatting behind the teacher and blah, 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 and I have to confront them again. I said, uh-huh, remember what I said within a year, you turn on me, it's now there, please. <laughs> be conscious, like be present to this. And, and, and to, so bringing up problems ahead of time is a good prevention and then pointing them out again when it is fitting but never use anger or yelling or and what women punish each other with is exclusion and that hurts feelings and just include everybody in everything and then after a year and a day uh, i usually take them to a point when i can initiate them and then we have a lovely initiation ceremony and then I'm usually tired, so go do something with this now. <laughs> Teach somebody <laughs> else. And, um, but um, there were times when I led the same circles for two, three years, and the one in L.A. for 10 years. For 10 years I was there, every full moon, every Sabbath, plus I taught every week. I taught on the beach. And... Um, on the sand, we all brought books and we read to each other. Um, it it was it was a, a good method, but in cities and wherever you are, you just find out what works for you. And always know that there is no one way to do things. <clears throat> There's no one way. There is no such thing as these way. There is a way that works only. Whatever works like is. That. Yeah, and and then they come back to you, and and then it comes to show you that they have a group now, and they want to be hived. And the hiving is very beautiful ritual, which is an ordination, and you bless the person uh, by lifting them up to the sky and turning them slowly to the four directions. This is done by friends who are holding up the woman. And uh, I pray over them and um, bless them. And then she goes home with her group and creates another community. The, the way to do this is always like the dandelions are organized. You cannot kill the dandelions. Mm. Even a very little part of them can create the entire plant. So... <clears throat> They hold hands right underneath the ground, and they can shoot. They they can shoot their roots very far away, and there is another one now popping up its head. And they're beautiful, and they're nourishing. They're edible. They clean the blood, so it has many of the healing properties of um, caring women, and <clears throat> and that's the wildflowers and dandelions. We should never be centralized. We should never have, never have a, a, a church system because um, then, then we are sitting ducks for destruction. In other words, improvisation is a very good idea to do everything. However, you can create a new system, a new way, propagate that, and 
because it's all you, you have to actually reach to your soul and and bring it out what's in you and practice that and that involve everybody else's treasure because we each hold in our DNA our ancestors' ways, ancestors, ancestor mothers' prayers, customs, movements, herbs, <clears throat> and um, and call each other sisters. Uh, here is the verbal hygiene. When you give titles like reverend uh, to people who are not deserving, um, it does confer something on them that's not on the rest of the people. So avoid, avoid. Um, but sister is a good one. Sister, like nuns, nuns call each other sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a nunnery when I was very young, and I remember that that was a beautiful thing. I liked it. Um, I I am getting an award. I'm going to be given by the the American Matriarchal Society. They're going to give me the title Sage. You know. Congratulations. So I, thank you. So I will have that. Um, but I'm so just the opposite of a guru. I'm just so opposite in every way. <laughs> I, I live simple. I don't require adoration. I need support but I, and work, but I don't require um, worship to me. Um, many times I find women, you know, throwing themselves down on the ground even. <laughs> I said, go, 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 you are embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah. Don't embarrass mama. I'm mama. I'm mama moon. <laughs> That's what Jesse calls me, Mama Moon. So, um, Mama Moon is happy. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm grateful every day. The sun is out. The flowers are already blooming here. I'm grateful to be here, and grateful for you, Dawn, from Idaho. And greetings to all your listeners. Mm. Is there anybody else on that tuned in? I am not at my my laptop, so I can't see. But I will give you the numbers, and uh, we actually have listeners. You know, and we rebroadcast it on mm-hmm. on Monday, and it will be re- it will be rebroadcast on Monday, and then it will be posted to my blog, so people can get the instant download. And I will definitely share mm-hmm. that link with you. Yeah, put it put it somewhere in my in my Gmail so I can put it on my Facebook somehow. Perfect. Um, Marie can do that. Marie is my right hand right, right. now. Publicity. Okay, great. Yeah. So bless you with her. Bless. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh my gosh, that means so much to me. And thank you for coming on and being here in this space and sharing your wisdom and your story. And empowering women to do the same. Thank you so much. Don, can I ask you for one thing? Can we sing together? We all come from the goddess before we hang up. Yes, let's do that. Okay. I'll let you start. We all come from the goddess. And to her we shall return like a drop. 
Blessed be. Blessed be. And thank you for your good works. Thank you.